Hello, everyone. I hate starting episodes. I hate them. Oh, I love it. Like, Greetings, Biamches. I honestly just don't know how to do it in a way that feels authentic. I also realised that I've stopped introducing who we are. So if we have had any new listeners in the last six months or so, I'm Paul and that's Sanya over there. I mean, if it even matters who we are, does it matter who we are or is the content more important? I can just think of us as the man one and the woman one. The etheric voices. Etheric. Etheric? How do you say it? I don't know. Well, I don't even know what, what do you mean by that. Well, like ethereal. Ethereal voices. Etheric. Sounds like a prog album. That's us. Talking of which, my, my album's out on Bandcamp, Spotify and iTunes. Hey, I even got and, listed. Yeah. Yes. Listed on, is it the Prog Report or something? Uh, the I website know. As, as a new prog release. You're actually a prog artist now, Paul. Yeah, I'm officially a you, prog artist. You have been classified yeah. into the prog genre. Yeah, I am prog. Yeah, and thank you to You the, are the embodiment embodiment of prog. Thank you to the 35 people who bought it. Yay! <laughs> I don't know how many people have listened to it on iTunes or Spotify. Probably not many, but thanks to the 35 who bought it. That really means a lot. I didn't promote it, really, because we had a lot going on. I didn't think to, oh, I should probably see if I can get any reviews of this. Mm. Oh. I, I just didn't even it cross my now. mind. I just put it out. I could review my own album. No, I'm not. It's not why we're here. This is a Marillion podcast. For heaven's sake, Sanya. Hey, this is episode 99. Oh my God, I'm quivering in my socks. Episode 99 with a flake. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's the flake? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I like that joke. <laughs> uh, we're still coughing, by the oh way. Oh, God. Whoops. That was a bit close to the microphone. Um, yeah, so this is episode 99. We were a bit stuck what to do initially because obviously it's our big 100th episode next week. What's coming up in it? Not sure because we're waiting to hear back about something. So it might just be a regular episode <laughs> <laughs> if, if what we want to do doesn't come off. Um, we're going to talk uh, about our 100 top Marillion songs. No, we are not. Countdown. It's a lot. That'd be a long episode. Um, yeah, so we were a bit stuck what to do because we didn't want to start Happiness is the Road or Her Penis is the Road to give it its proper name <laughs> because then we'd have had to have broken for the 100th episode. I mean, you know, we might not have to. It just, again, might be a regular episode. We'll know in the next few days. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, then I realised, oh, hang on, 2008, that's when the album came out. We could talk about the context of when the album was released. I wish, with hindsight, that we'd done this for other albums. I wish we'd done it for other albums as well. Why didn't we think of it? It's a great idea. When we talk about what else is out musically, I mean, we touch on it a bit, but what's going on politically in the world, what the big world events, because 2008 was a big year for the world. Was it? It was. What happened? Well, we're going to get to that. That was in my wilderness years. I have no idea what was happening. What do you mean your wilderness years? Oh, because I had three little kids. So I was just like completely yeah. out of the loop. I remember 2008 well because it was the worst year of my life. Oh, God. Genuinely was. It's when I felt I hit rock bottom. Really? Yeah, 2008. I don't even remember what I was doing in 2008. Well, apart from like general stuff. The cats complaining. Cats in the cradle and silver okay, spoon. No, don't, little boy blue and the man on the moon. So it's your wilderness years. It was yeah. my Although my wilderness years are like a decade. Yeah, well, I, I say this was the worst year of my life. It was when I, I kind of, you know, having had a bit of a run of, of shitness, it was yeah, I mean this year hasn't been particularly great, but I'm in a different place in myself. So I feel I'm able to kind of surf it a bit better. Um but back in two thousand and eight I'd just been like sort of battered by life and over a long period of time and not ever sort of addressed the fallout of that. And I, it, it, that was the point, that was the year, appropriate enough, given that what the album is about, or at least the essence part of it is about, you know, H moving upwards from his his lowest point. It's weird how I, I hit that as well in 2008 and kind of, I knew then it was rock bottom because I, I, I didn't bounce back, but I knew I'd hit, as far down as I wanted to go. Yeah. And it was like, I have to make change in my life. And that, yeah, that's, that's weird. Cause I have a feeling like that's kind of the place I was in as well, in a loose way. Cause I think that's when I started, um, like, yeah, 
What? <laughs> I don't want to talk I don't, about Okay, well, don't. I didn't quite know what you meant. You, you're like, no, it's like I started doing like little courses like Reiki and Theta Healing. It's all right. Talk about going that. to see my shamanic healer. Talk about that. That's fine. Wrong but with that. I, it did feel like a turn. I don't know if that was 2008 because all those years blur into kind of a big stretch of time. But um, I think it was it was around that time. Mm. I know it was 2008 um, for me. I know, I know for what it was because that was the year that I stepped away from all the digitizer Mr. Biffo stuff because of shit I was getting online. Um, and it was that which finally tipped me over into, you know, oh, fuck, I'm in a bad way. Um, and it was my hang was, I think I, I did try probably around then, probably off the back of this album to read The Power of Now and found it a bit bit hard going (laughs) Um, and then tried the audio book and found that a bit hard going um aside from having the the will to kind of go i need to make changes in my life um and i need to get myself to a better place emotionally and psychologically before i can make those changes what i started doing was was carrying around a little photo of myself as a kid in my wallet i think i might have mentioned this on here before um i know the photo and it was any time i sort of beat myself up or gave myself a hard time for anything i mean this sounds really woo woo you know you're worried about talking about reiki and things but you know this is just as woo woo but every time i did i took that photo out as a reminder that it was that little boy that i was punishing or giving a hard Mm. time to yeah um and my god it really worked it sounds like such a sort of weird thing but it, it worked that also backed up with the intention of you know, I'm not going to take this lying down anymore. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna claw my way back, and also just just stepping away from the internet and the fact that Mr. Biffo, as <coughs> I am otherwise known, had a bit of a public profile, much more so back in those days than these days. Um, I needed to sort of just get off the internet, stop engaging with it, um, and that gave me the space to to start healing really and growing um so that's where i was at in 2008 and weirdly though even though i sort of have said this about sort of certain things like somewhere else and you know other albums it it didn't feel like happiness is the road necessarily was part of that journey okay Um, i don't massively remember it because i think maybe at that point i'd already sort of started taking steps myself right. it was more just like oh right okay he's also so know. it was kind of like a a nice parallel but not necessarily that kind of groundbreaking like oh my goodness this not is that one so similar to what i'm going through yeah i mean not it didn't oh, i mean certain meridian songs have certainly kind of helped me in my life where i've kind of gone you know relate to that i could relate to it but it didn't feel like it was part of my my personal road to recovery if you like Hmm. um yeah anyway i don't i don't know uh i don't remember it having that impact on me which is a shame because you know it 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 should have done because it's a bloody great album and i love the message of it essence particularly Hmm. um yeah we'll get into that in in the follow uh, yeah in due course but yeah for now we're just going to talk about 2008 a bit okay and where not where even where Marillion were at, just where the world where was the at. Where the world was at. I can't wait to learn. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember anything about 2008. I was so out of touch with the world at that time. Because um, oh, I'm so in touch with it now. I'm not, but I rely on you and your mum to give me the news. Yes. <laughs> updates uh, of what's going on in the world. Well, I your... No, I have been reading the news occasionally. <laughs> Why are God, you saying all awful. this? Just cut Why it all out. Why are you saying all this? I Why don't know. Stop saying cut it all out. Well, 2008 was probably the biggest thing that happened in the world was the continuation of the the Great Recession, which started in 2007. Mm. And 2008 was when all the banks and everything went tits up. Great. Okay, why are you saying like oh, that? Oh, because it's like the world's really moved on since then. Well, this is why I think it's interesting to sort of look at this and look at sort of, you know, where, you know, the world where An Hour Before It's Dark was released, mm. you know, compare it to the world in 2008 when this came out. Um, the other big thing in world events is uh, 
Barack Obama about was a vote. Was a vote? Was a voted. <laughs> was a voted. Was a voted in. Was a voted in. Oh, I do remember that. You do? I don't. It's weird, isn't it? Oh, maybe I do. Maybe I did feel sort of, you know, a, a sense of hope. But unfortunately, sort of elsewhere in the world, that wasn't reflected. Boris Johnson became the mayor of London. Mm-hmm. The clown mayor of London. Um, yeah, the BMP, the British National Party, won a, won a seat in local elections. BMP, did you say? No, the BMP, the British National Party, the far Oh, right. not the Bowel Movement the, Party. Same thing, Okay, though, can we it? cut that? We are going to cut that thing. bit. That bit we are cutting out because I'm trying to make a serious point about a, a far-right political party. Oh, yeah, and I'm calling them the Bowel Movement Party. Let's, let's call them what we are and let's not couch it in euphemistic toilet humour. Euphemistic. Yes. Okay. Fine. <laughs> the bowel movement party. Well, it's not a nice thing, is it? Neither is racism, Sanya. <laughs> exactly. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> I'm just saying, neither is racism. You know, I know you voted for them, but no, don't say that because people actually believe. Our friend Shogs actually asked me. <laughs> he took me aside and said, "Oh, how come Paul makes is keeps making all these." right-wing humour jokes or whatever it is. Um, and I had to explain that it was you trying to wind me up. So you're risking my reputation oh, yeah, you're long, as you're a long socialist. Reputation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let, let's, let me go through some of the, uh, some of the, the other big things. The iPhone was only a year old in 2008. Can you believe that? Oh the my iPhone. Goodness. Do you remember when you wow. first saw an iPhone? No, this is really bad. I don't think I really saw one until I met you. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I, oh. no, I didn't know anyone who knew had an iPhone back then. My uh, my nephew had one. Or was it the iPod Touch? Is that what they called the first one before the phone iPod. was in it? That's an iPod. No, but it was there was an i iPod version of basically it was the iPhone without the phone part. Yeah, the iPod. Yeah, what the hell is this? What the hell are you talking? Yes, the iPhone, iPod Touch. Yes. Oh, yeah, but that wasn't a phone. No, that's exactly, that's literally, what? I, you, what? Yeah, why are you calling it a phone? Um, what? I, no, shut up. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm not saying. trying to wind you up. I'm trying to remember whether my nephew had an iPhone or an iPod Touch. Oh, right. It's yes. really simple. I did have an iPod. Yeah, but that's not the same. As twirl, the, the circle okay, thing in the middle. Okay, that's not the same as the iPod Touch. What I'm trying to establish is is the first time I saw that technology, which was the touchscreen. Right. And I remember seeing it because my nephew had one and being absolutely blown away by it and kind of going, this is... Because it was so tactile, the way, you know, you swipe. Yeah. You know, now we just do it second nature. I mean, Christ, I swipe and pinch on on magazines sometimes when oh, I'm not no, thinking. Do you? I have done, yeah. Oh, um, dear. <laughs> make the text bigger. Oh. Um, or click on a picture. I do have done it. but it, So it's, you know, it's baked into us now. But um, back then when I saw it, it was like, um, yeah, it was, it was mind-blowing. Like seeing Jurassic Park for the first time, and now we take dinosaurs for granted. Yeah, they're everywhere. Um, they're like pests. <clears throat> Instagram didn't exist. Nope. Lady Gaga uh, was yet to be a household name. Really? Wow. Yeah. The Large Hadron Collider was officially inaugurated. Nice. Yeah. Um, Britney Spears made a comeback. Okay. Yeah. The uh, NASA's Phoenix lander found proof of water on Mars. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Wow. That was big news. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> polar bears were listed as threatened under the Endangered Species Act. I wonder how they're doing now. The polar bears? Mm. I can't imagine they're doing much better. No, I can't either. Um, it was the International Year of the Potato. Should be every year, Paul. Yeah. Um, there was an inquest into the death of Princess Diana and whether it was a conspiracy. Ah. Officially not. Uh, Heathrow Terminal 5 opened. We had the Beijing Olympics. Um, and Karen Matthews was arrested for the 
kidnapping of her nine-year-old daughter, Shannon Matthews. You know that story? No. You don't remember? It was that like one of by. the big stories because this little girl went missing and it found out it was all a scam. Oh, what? The mum trying to get money and stuff. Oh, my goodness. Um, also, it was the year that um, your mate Russell Brand uh, and Jonathan Ross uh, got got into trouble. Oh, I do remember that. You remember that? Yeah. Did you ever hear the phone call? Oh, I might have done. I can't remember it, though. It was a rank. Andrew Sachs, who played Manuel in Forty Towers. Mm. He, uh, it, um, it was, I think it might have been Russell Brand's radio show and Jonathan Ross was a guest on it, but they rang up Andrew Sachs and left messages on his answer machine mm. because Russell Brand had slept with Andrew Sachs's granddaughter. Right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, this poor old man. I, I mean, I don't remember in, I don't remember what they said or anything. I just remember there was a big... Well, I remember Jonathan Ross and he fucked your daughter or oh. granddaughter. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah, well, they both got fired by the BBC for it. Oh, my goodness. Um, <coughs> it's fine. Russell Brand's gone on to be a conspiracy theory YouTuber yeah. now. Oh, oh, no, he's not. He's left YouTube. What? Yeah, I read this last night. Was he kicked night. off? He had a video taken down due to covid misinformation mm. and um so he announced uh I'm, I'm, i oh i'm going at i'm going at a rumble i think it's called rumble or something which is another platform which is one of those is one of those far right free he now he things. is he has gone uh, fully far right he has he claims he to has be, he claims to be still be a socialist Bullshit. I, if he is... He's a Trump supporter. Yeah. If he is, he's got absolutely zero convictions in terms of, of what he believes in. I tell you, you only have to look at his career. He goes where the audience is. Yeah. You know, that's what he does. I can't stand him. I just think I think he's absolutely just playing to the crowd. I don't like or dislike him. I don't really have that much of an opinion of him. But I do feel i get a sense that he does things for attention not not attention not attention as an attention seeking but he likes to have an audience and maybe he says things that he knows is going to get him a bigger audience yeah not because he necessarily fully believes what he's saying maybe he does he, know, he knows what the trigger maybe words he are. Does, he knows what the but topics I think are he, that... he does love being a bit of a cult leader sort yeah, of Yeah, that's what he comes thing. across like. Yeah. Um, but I don't know him. I don't really care. I he met can, him. You know I've met he him. He can live you? his own life. He auditioned for one of my shows. You said he was nice and polite. He was really polite. Almost too polite. Yeah, really? trying a bit too hard. Because it was at the time that he uh, was trying to make a comeback. Because he'd had his Channel 4 show where he kind of masturbated a tramp and stuff. What? On, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he will literally do anything. Yeah. I mean, all that. He was on drugs at the time. Um, but he did do all that. They got him to do more and more extreme things. Yeah, when I met him, he was on that sort of very humble kind of comeback trail. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anyway, um, that's not really what we're here to talk about. We're here to just talk about 2008 in general, not not Russell Brand. Uh, Walworth announced all their stores were closing in oh, the UK. Oh, that was so bad. That was a nightmare. They had the I best miss, pick and mix. I miss Woolworths. Come back. Uh, and David Tennant announced he was leaving Doctor Who. Oh, well, yeah. you're sad about that. No, uh, he's coming back now, isn't he? For a few eps. Mm. Mm. So they were the sort of big events in the world and in the UK. Oh, um, the movies, the big movies that year were The Dark Knight, uh-huh. Batman film. Yep. Role Models. Nope, um, not aware of that. Mamma Mia. Oh, wow. That's a good film. Twilight. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Iron Man. Nice. Uh, the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. And the Russell Brand starring Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, so it was a big year for him then. Big year for him, yeah. I only saw Twilight out of all of those films. You're not seeing The Dark Knight? No, no I not at the see, time. I went to see the one after that with you, didn't I, I think? Yeah. Um, I'd been put off Batman by the 90s films. Yeah, well, they were bad. Was it Michael Keaton? No, Michael Keaton's no, What's his all, name? Right? It was the two afterwards. There was the Val Kilmer one and the George Clooney one. Oh, I didn't even see the George Clooney uh, one. You know me, Tim Burton, who directed those first two Batman films. I've got a bit of a love-hate-it 
I don't Same mind thing. Tim Burton. I just like, I used to watch Batman on TV as a kid and nothing has ever been as good as those original TV shows. You got you don't mind Tim Burton. Should we have a little talk about the nightmare before Christmas? <laughs> no. Should we like, have a little no, talk about please. that? How you didn't shut up about it for years Let's... about wanting to see it. And I was like, I'm not watching it again. I hate it. <laughs> oh, and then do you remember we you made me watch it with you? I didn't make you watch you it. You were desperate. I, I, really, was in... I was desperate to watch it because I'd seen pictures of it for years all around and I liked the artwork. I thought it it was appealing and it sparked my curiosity so I was very eager to see it yes I was and it was very boring <laughs> with dreary songs was so this, dreary with this with this yeah that was a struggle to get through yeah he's got a cult following Tim Burton but I, for me sorry style over substance I do like some of his other films such as Sleepy Hollow Never seen that. Uh, saw that in the cinema. Edward Scissorhands. I've never seen Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> okay, name name all these other films of his that you've seen. Cor- Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Did he do Coraline? No. No. Oh. Um, what else has he done? <laughs> Planet of the Apes, the remake. Yeah, we've seen that. No, the, didn't the, we? You're thinking of the other remake. The uh... oh, so many remakes. What else has he done? Yeah, but you love all his films. You've just no, said. I don't, I don't no, no, love no, all of his films. You, you I love a lot of his films. films. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Okay. Name another Tim Burton film other than Sleepy the Hollow. The one with the big eyes. The girl with the big eyes. That was a painting. Coraline. No, no, no. no. <laughs> she was. It was a painting. Oh, that she... actually, big eyes or whatever it was called was good. Yeah, that was good. Oh come on! I know there's I'm Edward like, Mars Attacks. Big Fish, Big Fish. Oh, I didn't really like Mars Attacks. <laughs> okay, so this is going well, isn't it? Um, um, let me look up Tim Charlie Burton. and the Chocolate Factory, Corpse Bride. I haven't seen his <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Okay, so what we've established is you've seen two Tim Burton films, one you liked, one you didn't like. Hang on, I'm looking up or his two films. You didn't like. I'm looking up his films. Beetlejuice, loved, loved, love, 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 love Beetlejuice. Okay. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, haven't seen. Edward Scissorhands, haven't seen. Alice in Wonderland haven't seen. Frank and Weenie have not seen. Sweeney Todd, great film. Peculiar Children have not seen. Sleepy Hollow. No, I actually haven't seen Sweeney Todd. Oh, Jesus. Dark Shadows haven't seen. Batman Returns haven't seen. Nine have not seen. Mars Attacks. Nine? Yeah. What do you mean nine? Nine came out in 2009. What did? The film Nine. I've never even heard of the film Nine. Oh, it's on here. There's one of his oh. film. It's one of his films. Okay. I don't know what it's about. But it's not directed. Mars by, it's not directed by him. Nine. Oh, okay. He was just a producer on it. Oh, fine. Mars Attacks haven't seen. Dumbo haven't seen. Big Eyes, great film. Planet of the Apes haven't seen. Ed Wood haven't seen. Vincent <laughs> have not seen. <laughs> Alice through the Looking Glass. But you're a bit, you're a big Tim Burton fan. James and the Giant Peach have not seen. <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure, great film. You're on his full filmography. He didn't direct all of those. Yeah, actually, looking through the list, I've barely seen any of his films. The Muppet Movie. Well, also the Muppet Movie, Muppet Performer. I don't think you can call the Muppet Movie a a Tim Burton film just because he had his hand up one of them. Oh, he was a performer in it, was he? Yeah. Superman lives. Okay, can we move on from Tim Burton? It's not yes. really what I wanted to focus this episode on. I wanted to get on to the music. Yeah, let's get on to the music. <laughs> so um, there were there were a few big anniversaries in 2008, to give you some context of where music was at. Thriller celebrated its 25th anniversary. Mm, who cares? Mm. <laughs> mm. Why'd you say that, Sonia? <gasps> I don't know. Why'd you say that? Why don't you like Michael Jackson? Do you want to say? No. Okay. Private reasons. Uh, Westlife played their 10th anniversary concert. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Tina Turner embarked on her 50th anniversary tour. Oh, I do care about that. She's a legend. She is a legend. Gosh, she's 50th anniversary in 2008. Wow. Wow. That's she insane. is a legend. Of course she is. Yeah. Um, the year Spotify launched as well. What? Yeah. 2008. Oh, I think I I think I used to use it, and I I always had a lot of trouble with it in the beginning. Yeah, yeah I think I did as well. Uh, I, it was it was a bit was, ropey. There wasn't, it, there wasn't it a lot work. on there either. 
I don't I'm, I don't remember that as much. I just remember I'd use it and it would always crash my computer or stuff would go wrong with it. Mm. Um, it was also the year, well, one of the years, but X Factor and all of that. The talent shows oh. were in their sort of imperial phase at the I, height of their powers. Yeah, I think I watched it at the time. Which is uh, Alexandra Burke, who I think yes. won it. Yeah. Yes. She had the top selling single of the year with ha- a cover of Hallelujah. Oh, that's it. Okay, yeah, I did watch X Factor that year. And the second uh, biggest single of the year were the X Factor finalists with Hero. Oh, wow. Um, Duffy had a good year. Do you remember Duffy? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, I once saw her drive past me in a car. Cool. Um, she disappeared because she had... Um, wasn't she abducted or something? What? Yeah. It was like everyone... Because she had the biggest... Our uh, third biggest single and the biggest album of 2008. And then she got ad- abducted. Yeah. By aliens. Kidnapped. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll just read... I mean, it's not a pleasant story. I'm not actually going to read it. But That's she was, awful. Uh, she wrote on her official website in 2020 that she'd been raped, drugged and held hostage over some days and disappeared from the spotlight so she could recover. Oh, my God. That's terrible. In a longer statement published that April, Duffy wrote that she had been drugged at a restaurant on her birthday, taken to a foreign country on a plane and held captive in a hotel room. Oh, my God. Awful. Yeah, terrible. That's shocking. So that's what happened to Duffy. Sorry to bring the mood down. I know. Yeah, how do we move on from that? Uh, Katy Perry's I Kiss the Girl was the fourth biggest single. Oh, okay. And I liked it. Uh, Nickelback's Rockstar was the fifth best-selling UK single. Oh, I love Nickelback. Do you? <laughs> do you? I love Rockstar. Do you want to name some of their songs that you love? <laughs> Should we do that? Do you Rock- want to name some of the other Nickelback songs that you love? Yeah, Rockstar. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> the sixth best-selling single was American Boy by Estelle and Kanye West. Have no memory of that. No. He's gone off the rails this weekend, hasn't he? Well, what's uh, he done now? Uh, I can't say on the, the podcast. I'm not saying it. Oh, God. what uh, He needs um, medical assistance. Yeah, he does. So he came back to Twitter because he's not posted on Twitter for years. Right. So he posted the same statement on Twitter. Uh, and, of course, Elon Musk is like, welcome back, my friend. What a wanker. Do you know what? After he made that statement. Yeah, yeah. No, in reply to that statement. I'm saying it now. Elon Musk is a danger to the world and I hate him. Whoa. I hate him as much as I hated Trump. That's a really intense statement. He is a a threat to the world. Oh, my goodness. What has he done? Well, he's going to buy Twitter. Oh, I know. Yeah, I've heard about that. that, And that is because he's like free speech for everyone. And he's he's got this sizable cult of loyalists who hang off his every word. But if you actually listen to what he says, it's really dangerous. Mm. And I'm telling you, he's got influence. And if he gets hold of Twitter, God help us all. Oh, hell's going to break loose. Yeah, God help us all. And it looks like he will. Anyway, moving on. Uh, number seven, Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, don't remember the next one. Now You're Gone by Bass Hunter was at number eight. I might recognise it if I heard it. Yeah, maybe. Um, number nine... The ninth top-selling single in 2008 was Four Minutes by Madonna, Justin Timberlake and Timberland. No, no memory of that. don't remember that. And the tenth top-selling single in 2008 was Black and Gold by Sam Sparrow. Whatever happened to him? Who I, even don't, is I it? don't even remember the single. No, nor do I. Um, to the top five albums in the UK, Duffy, Rock Ferry. Oh, I feel bad for her. Yeah, well, yeah I actually should. Uh, the second biggest selling album in the UK was The Circus by Take That, which was kind of their big comeback album. Oh, um, I was never really into Take That and Westlife. No, and but it was the guys. one that had that single, Shine, let it shine, shine, shine. The one that became. Oh, the that one. It's like an, an advert. advert. Yeah, yeah. That didn't didn't ever finish. Yes. Um, Kings of Leon were the third top-selling album. Leona Lewis had the fourth top-selling album. What happened to her? Is she still going? I think she's still going. Yeah. Yeah. And the fifth best-selling album, this is a surprise, only the fifth top-selling album was Coldplay's Viva La Vida or oh. Death and All His Friends. Interesting. Yeah. What was on that album? What songs were on that Viva album? La Vida. Um... <laughs> 
Do you like Coldplay? Um, yeah, broadly, I do. You don't find them beige? Not particularly. I know some people are like anti-Coldplay because they think they're too boring. I think they're very calculated in that I think they know how to write a catchy song. But I think they do interesting things. I think they do interesting things live. I like the fact that they, they think holistically, like what they all dress like and... Yeah, the, the light, lights at the gig, you know, when everyone in the audience had a wristband that lit up in time to the music. And yeah. I, I, that's all good. Yeah, um, I mean, I love... There's loads of Coldplay songs that I absolutely same, love. Same. I get that people find Chris Martin a bit annoying, uh, and I get why. Mm. Uh, I don't really have an opinion of him one way or another. I just like the songs. Yeah, I don't know anything about him, so no comment on that. But, yeah, I like some a lot of their songs I really like. Yeah, same. Uh, in fact, I think somewhere else, a review I read, I think might have been in, in Heat magazine, described somewhere else as uh, sounding like Coldplay's dads. <laughs> <laughs> Heat magazine? Yeah. yeah the Gossip Mag? Ah, Heat magazine, when it came out, was a great mag. It suddenly switched. Heat magazine reviewed films, video games. It was completely different when it first came out. It was all entertainment. Oh, written wow. Written in a sort of what really catchy way. It? it was more like a sort of... Slightly more grown-up smash hits, but for all entertainment. And then right. it suddenly just shifted. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's still around, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's just yeah. gossip. Yeah, yeah. Because I used to always buy it every week, and then it just became this gossip mag and fashion and things, and I had no interest in it. And they relaunched it, and it was like, what the hell? Where's the video game reviews? Where's the where's the all the album reviews and stuff? Oh, how bizarre! And films and things. So yeah. Other albums and singles that year. Well, I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry was at number one for five weeks. The Verve released fourth. Pussycat Dolls released their single When I Grow Up. I don't even know who Neo is, but he released an album called Year of the Gentleman. In October, which was the month that Meridian's Happiness is the Road was released. And we'll get on to the controversial release of the album when we talk about it in depth. Oh dear. Oh yeah, that put noises out of joint. Pink made it to number one with a single called So What? Don't remember that. You remember that? No, I don't remember that either. Um, Sugar, ba- Sugar Bay's made a comeback with girls. Sugar Bay. Oh, I love the, the Sugar Bay. The, the ship of Theseus of bands. <laughs> Wait, what? Fine, the Trigger's <laughs> Broom of bands. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> trigger's Broom? What is that? It's it's a reference that, that if, if something changes its various component parts. Right. You know so that they've all been replaced over time. Yeah. Is it still the same thing? Oh, I see. (laughs) Right. Well, is Marillion still the same band as when it started with different drummers and different keyboard players and bassists? We can all debate, isn't it? (laughs) Is it still the same band (laughs) as Uh, Silmarillion? Yeah. Uh, Oasis released Dig Out Your Soul. Um, I'm sorry, say that again. Oasis released Dig Out Your Soul. Uh Uh-huh. Keen released Perfect Symmetry. Kaiser Chiefs' album Off With Their Heads got to number two and was released the same day as Happiness Is The Road. Oh, wow. Uh, well, the same official release date mm-hmm. rather than the, you know, you've all pre-ordered this album, we're going to put it out for free for everyone uh, that Meridian did with <laughs> Happiness Is The Road. You know about that? No. Yeah. Oh, dear. I, I didn't care, but not everyone was... What do you mean for free? Well, they were okay. We'll talk about it now. Why not? Okay. Well, no, you can talk no, about no, it. No, no, no. We'll talk Save about it now. For the episode. They were worried about piracy, right? Right. And every time they released an album, within hours, that album would appear on torrent sites so people could download it for free. Yeah. So they did the usual pre order campaign and then they were worried about how do we stop this, you know, getting out there. And so they realized, well, what if we don't? What if we release it ourselves? to torrent sites and upload it for free to the internet Mm. so anyone could just download it and what they did was this was apparently I think Mark's idea Mark Kelly's idea Uh, and it had I think it was Mark talking over it saying you're listening to the new Marillion album Um, if you'd like to know more please go to our website www.marillion.com blah 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 Um, or saying that over every song or at least between the songs or something I can't remember it's a long time ago and I was having the worst year of my life how's your wife uh, I'm saluting a magpie there out the window if anyone's wondering <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, 
I mean, when they did it, I actually, well, it didn't bother me for two reasons. One, Lucy had already given me a copy of the album or sent me a link to the album before that happened. Um, so it didn't really impact on me. I get why people were annoyed. But how would the band make money if they were releasing their album for well, free? Well, that was the whole point. They said, we don't make money on albums. We make money on touring. Oh, really? That's what, that was the, the official Even back line. then? Hey, look, we've got a whole thing about this that I'm going to talk about. It's oh, a big okay. part of wow, Happiness that's really is the interesting. Road story. But that's the short of it. Okay. That, that's what All right, they said. So to be continued. To be continued in a little more detail. Let's talk about the Brit Awards. Okay. Which um, the Brit Awards, I think, are normally held in February. So these are more representative, really, of the, the previous year. But it, it gives you an idea of what was in the zeitgeist. So the best British male solo artist was Mark Ronson. You know mm-hmm. Mark Ronson? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Best British female solo artist comes from the same place that we live, Kate Nash. I remember her. She's had an interesting career because she Is was. She, was she the one that was in the wrestling yeah, show? Yeah, that's what I'm Glow. saying. She sort of went on to act. Oh yeah, she was good. She in was it really as well. good in yeah. it. Yeah, um, I loved that show. I really liked her first album. Then she went all punky, and I went off her. Oh. Oh, it was so catchy that first album mm. of hers. Yeah, I liked her. Best, 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 best British group, Arctic Monkeys. God, and they're still going. Uh, oh, my goodness. The MasterCard British Album of the Year, Arctic Monkeys. They're favorite. still huge. Do you, know, Sorry. you want to talk over me and out it? If you did that at the Brit Awards, they'd ch- ch- chuck you out. Do you understand? They'd Do chuck you get me off, that? Like if I was on You'll stage doing that. You'll be thrown out and you interrupted oh. them announcing In the, the best British album. You would literally be ejected from the hall. They wouldn't be able to hear me because the person announcing it would have a microphone and I wouldn't. But if you were standing next to them, you cannot do that. Very rude. That's rude, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, they're huge still. Are you going to let me announce the winner of the best British album? Was it not Arctic Monkeys? What was the name of the album? Exactly, you don't know because you talked over me. Arctic Monkeys, Cold Breeze. Cold Simeon Breeze. (laughs) Favourite worst nightmare. Uh, best British single was Take That Shine. Shine! Let so you it said shine. shite. Well, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Actually, again, I, I've actually got a soft spot for Take That. I don't mind them. I, I, don't I mean, I'm not going to ever buy any of their albums, but I don't mind them. They're okay. When their songs come on in the background, it's fine. I have a soft spot for them. I think I had a dream a while ago about Howard from Take That. Did you now? Yeah. Okay, then. That's weird, isn't it? What happened in the dream? I don't remember. I think I just saw him walking down the street. I drove past him. What an exciting dream. Why Howard out? Take that. Anyway. Um, I Yeah, I have a, I genuinely have a soft spot for them because I think they've done some great singles. Great pop songs. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, and uh, Mark, Mark Owen. Is that his name? Mark Owen's solo album. His first one, certainly. was brilliant. The one with, with, is it Tangerine on it? Or Satsuma? Or something like that. <laughs> What it was called Clementine, that was it. So I genuinely couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Clementine. Not Satsuma. Tangerine or Satsuma. I was thinking Tangerine was a Led Zeppelin song. And Satsuma? There was a, I don't think anyone's <laughs> well, done a song called Satsuma. time someone wrote a song called Satsuma. Yeah. Could be a prog band, Satsuma. Not a bad name. Uh, anyway, um... British breakthrough act was Mika. Oh, was that the year his album came out? Great album. That was a fantastic album. Great album. That was such a great album. His first couple of albums were really, really good. Oh, yeah. He is really talented. He's he's really huge in Italy, isn't he? Well, yeah, because he presented the Eurovision song That's contest. it. Yeah, um, this year. Yeah. Best British live act, take that. Um, They're doing well this year. They were. They had a good year. International male solo artist, Kanye West. Oh, my God. Was he already around back then? Yeah, he's been around ages, can God. you? God. Or yay, isn't it? Yeah, you have to call him yay now, Paul. Yay. Um, international female solo artist, Kylie Minogue. Wow. So I guess she had some Good on you, Kylie. Uh, international group, Foo Fighters. International album, Foo Fighters, Echo, Silence, Patience and Grace. The Critics' Choice Award went to Adele. So that might be oh. the start of her ascension. Oh, yeah. God, I loved her first album. 
I, I liked never, her most recent one. I, I never listened to her most recent album. Have you not? No. It's. But it, I really loved yeah. 21. It's really atmospheric. There's there's one song on there in particular where she talks to her son, but they're, they're recordings that she made at the time when she broke up with his dad. Yes. Um, but the recordings that she made are on there of her talking to him in tears. Really heart-wrenching. Oh, no. She yeah. ha- Oh, God. Like, she actually recorded herself, herself speaking to him. Yeah. Oh, at the time. At the time, yeah. Oh, my goodness, no. And I'm not going to listen to that. But that song is so good. It's got gospel vocals in the background. It goes on for ages. It's almost proggy. Um, okay, but, Adele, getting proggy with it. I mean, don't think that's a prog album by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> it's not. Um, outstanding contribution to music award went to Paul McCartney. And, you know, not for anything contemporary. So, I mean, other things that came out. Um, Snow Patrol had an album out. Oh, I think I bought it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you hate that Snow Patrol album, don't you? I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed. I felt annoyed at myself for wasting my money on it and that it wasted space in my house. They were a good singles band. I wish someone had told me that at the time. Good singles band. Mm. They did an album a few years back that I really liked. It was their sort of comeback album because I think the singer guy had gone away to address some personal issues and they their comeback album was really good. Oh. One with the video from the, the, the single where he's in space. I can't remember what it was called, but it's good. Good on him. Good singles band. I'm not going to buy <laughs> another one of their albums ever again. You're done. You're burnt. Yeah, well, I was burnt by that album. I I really struggled with it. Oh dear. Mm. So then, yeah, then in October, happiness is the road. Is the sorry? Sorry. <laughs> is the, sorry. What? Her, her penis is the road. Happiness is the road came out. So. So yes. we knew we were going to be getting a new album. Uh, I it, this is around the time I used to get invited to the Racket Club to help pack up Web Fan Club magazines. They don't invite me anymore. Oh, I wonder why. Well, <laughs> on the. Uh, <laughs> hmm, I wonder why. Lucy listens to us, don't you, Lucy? She commented <laughs> again on last week's episode as well. Did you know that? Oh, I think you'd mentioned yeah. it, yeah. She's, she what she listens to us, so you know um, Exactly. Hmm. Wonder why you don't get invited, Paul. <laughs> I, I want to do an episode on this, right? Here's the thing. Okay, so my dad died a few weeks ago. We have spent a lot of that time making fun of him still. Because that that was an expression of how much we loved him. Mm. You know, I know that sounds weird, but it's that thing of you you feel safe enough to do that with things you love or people that you love. And it's like with Marillion, I feel, I think most of us fans, we'll take the piss out of them. If anyone else did it, we would be down on them like a sack of bricks. You know, and I realised it. I realised it in the last couple of weeks. It's like, wow, you know, when it's like you you this weekend constantly taking the piss out of me as you did when I was feeling a bit sad. Do you oh, remember no. that? You're completely misjudging my wow. mood. Wow. I, <laughs> I can't believe you have turned it around to that. Taking the piss out of you. How is me telling you a lie like the cat's made out of cotton wool or something? You did, uh, that wasn't it. It was, that on wasn't the, it, it was along that those wasn't lines. It. it was along those lines. It was like not even about you. It wasn't even it that. Was... It was the frequency of it. For some reason, you're in a really winding me up mood. And I just wanted to feel a bit sad. Oh, this I, weekend. I didn't know that that's how you were feeling. Mm. But, but anyway. also, because it wasn't anything to do with you, the things I was saying to you, they were about like. Object or whatever. With the, I with didn't the intention, think that you would get with the intention up. of winding me up. Well, no, not really, because I thought you'd just be like, "Ha ha!" Obviously, that's a lie. Every Instead time, of believing and, everything and I after said. Every time you went, you're so easy to wind up, and then carried on doing it. Anyway, my point is, my, like, like telling you our cat's a comedian. No, that that didn't wind me up. It's just not true. He's not got funny bones. He is. He's hilarious. <laughs> he's, not, he's not funny. He's hilarious. He's not intentionally funny. But he's still hilarious. Yeah. If anything, if anything, he's just like a, a craven, feeble coward. No, he's and not. I don't think that's fun to laugh at. That is, no, that is so not true. <laughs> anyway, can we get back to my point? He's my, also clumsy. Yes. Can we get back to my point? Which my point is, my point is, if I ever take the piss out of Marillion or any member of Marillion, mm. it's done with the utmost love. Is that why you always make fun of me? Yes. Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> yes. This is what I'm saying. Even though you were winding me out this weekend, I know you love me. Oh, you know, it's that's banter. sweet. Right, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I wasn't appreciate... making fun of you. Just let's... 
remember that. I appreciate that with Marillion, it's a one-sided thing, but you know that's the weird nature of a parasocial relationship, isn't it? You know that's it. it you know, so I get why it could be taken the wrong way, but I guarantee you, you know, I promise that that it's a it's a really British thing to do. I think you know, and I'm I'm not averse to showing my feelings you know me you know I'm I'm not my dad <laughs> you know I don't mind going out I love someone or love something or you know tell someone I love them yeah I love Marillion I, I made that very clear on here but something we do in this country is we take the piss out of the things we love but we'll also be the, the you know the most staunch ardent defenders um so I know that we can be irreverent on this podcast but it's never not underpinned by you know why the hell else would we be doing a podcast about them you know i know i've got a big mouth and i can say things (laughs) that get me into trouble i know i know i can be overtly maverick at times i'm terrible at self-editing on the no i'm not i'm actually really good at self-editing on the fly i just don't give a shit sometimes (laughs) But, uh, but anyway uh, I don't know what the hell because you've thrown me off now. Yeah, your... I don't. Oh, because you said you, you it was back in two thousand and eight was when oh, you yes, used to yeah. get invited to the yeah. Well, club. interestingly, because you know we 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 uh, want to do something special for our hundredth episode, which may or may not happen. Um, but our friend Stephen Wicks from Mockilly and Tag Lucy on Twitter and said, "Hey, why don't you give Paul and Sanya a tour of the Racket Club for their hundredth episode?" And I replied saying, "That's a great idea, Lucy. Nothing, <laughs> <laughs> nothing." <laughs> Because she knows better. The what? What are we going to do? <coughs> I, I think know. it's better to keep us on side than... Uh, I, I think I'm too shy for a tour of the racket no. club. Well, it's I'll go by go. myself. Yeah, you go. What's shy? What do you think's going to happen? I the leave, band won't be there. The They'll all be off in the Europe. Shadows. They'll all be off in Europe and stuff. All we have to do is go, oh, look, that's the kitchen. That's the toilet. Oh, this is where they record their stuff. You're not too shy. I am. I'm a really shy person. Well, then there we go. Then that's 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 all the better because then you're not going to go there and just be horrible about it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Lucy, if you're listening, um, we haven't heard back from H about our hundredth episode. So, <laughs> so if you could sort something out for a special. Oh my god. Uh, we were meant to be interviewing him last week. You haven't heard. He had a really busy week. Yeah, I know they were recording the season's end documentary. That's exciting. But it's like we need to do it this week because, A, it's our 100th, and also the band bugger off to Europe next week. Oh, lucky them. Running out of time. Anyway, so Lucy, anything you can do if you're listening? (laughs) It's so special for our listeners to celebrate 100 100 golden episodes of Beampod. You know, we'll make it worth your while. (laughs) (laughs) How do you propose... To make it worth her while. We've already made it worth her while. We, we've put loads of people back on the Marillion path, haven't we? And people who otherwise previously didn't listen. We are providing a service <laughs> for Marillion. When we were at Hammersmith and that fella come up to us and said we were part of his, he said, he said, oh, I've seen Rother's wife. I've seen uh, oh, the bingo. H's daughter. I was saying, yeah. His yeah. Marillion And bingo. now I've met you. Yeah. This, you're part of my Marillion bingo. <laughs> <laughs> we're now officially part of, not if not the inner circle, we're part of Marillion bingo. <laughs> which of course what do you shout when you get uh when you complete your card on marillion bingo house <laughs> oh. did you get it no marillion had a song called house no i get that bit oh, Jesus. i didn't know you were meant to shout house when you played bingo yes Sonia. um okay we never did at school we well, used to shout bingo well in case you in case anyone had forgotten the name of the game yeah monopoly <laughs> No, that was the the game was called bingo because when you got when you completed the game you'd shout bingo. Ah. Oh well. Oh. Oh. Awkward. That joke fell flat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I jest about all of this. I jest about all of this. yeah, I don't know if this episode's worked at all. What do you think? I don't know. I, I think I've been really low energy. Do you? Yeah. I don't know if it worked as a format. It was an experiment, wasn't it? It That's... was a real experiment. I'm not sure it worked either. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, there was very little Marillion content in it, which is... Oh, is this the end of the episode? I think so. I, I thought you were going to talk more about the release of the album. Well, I, I, a little bit. I've got, it, I've got it up in front of me. Uh, I was. That's where I was going, wasn't I? And yes. I got massively sidetracked. You were talking about how you went to the racket club. Oh, yeah, and how yeah. I don't anymore. 
Yeah, but I assume you were going somewhere with the. You went to the racket club when the album was released. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. I was about to wrap up the episode. Yeah, so when I went there to pack up the the, the fan club magazines, Mm. um, they had a a planner on the wall for the next few years of Meridian. Oh, I do remember you mentioning that. And this was pre somewhere else. And I think uh, at somewhere else on that, it was listed as like album one. And then the following year, it was like album two and three. So we knew that that somewhere else was going to be followed very quickly by another album and that it looked like it was going to be a double. Ah. So you already knew that it was going to be a double? I think it said album two and three or, or two double. Two and three or together, together, not two and then three no, separately. No, at the same time, yeah. And they had like the tours listed and stuff that they planned to do. So, so uh, I was very excited. I remember Jim who used to, I don't know if he still does, but Jim who used to work for... Um, the the web telling me that he'd he said you know somewhere else great he said but wait until you hear real tears for sale he said that's gonna blow you away I know you don't think so because you don't like real tears for sale but okay it's Lucy's <laughs> favorite song we're not gonna get invited to the racket club like that Sanya you start dissing Lucy's favorite song oh well <laughs> I'm too shy to go anyway I'm fine you can wait at the end of the the lane <laughs> I'll go and talk to the horses yeah um so we got we got an e web through from the band. Um, I don't know what the date of this is. Um, might have been at the end of 2007. Hello and greetings from the studio. Well, the cyclist started once again. We're back in the racket club, oiling up the Marillion machine. All strange engine for the erratic... <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> for the erratic journey to album 15. And the ideas are really flowing now. We're here jamming and experimenting with new ideas while Mike Hunter runs around trying to record it all and feedback his own suggestions and enthusiasm. We're pleased to report some very interesting music is still emerging. This should see the light of day next summer. And it will be another double album. Which, of course, everyone got very excited about. It's an inspired and exciting time for the five of us as artists, but also with our intact record company hats on, a time to reflect on the successes and failures of the last album release. So, obviously, the feedback. Because there was no pre-order no for pre-order, the last single the previous disc album. Production that went down like a lead balloon. Um, we've had a lot of feedback about the lack of a pre-order or any kind of special packaging, extra material, or the popular My Name in the Credits versions of the last album. Oh. We thought you might have got tired of the idea, but the majority of you told us we were wrong. So here's what we've decided to do. You're going to get what you asked for. We are planning to create an exclusive special edition of album 15, which we are making available as a pre-order directly from us. Based on the success of the Marbles pre-order, we plan to make two different versions available. A deluxe campaign two CD edition in super sexy packaging with your names in the booklet. This will be priced at $29.99 and only available to pre-order. And also the standard release, the double album split into volumes one and two, available separately as a normal one CD in a box release priced at $9.99 each. When will it be released? It's a bargain. What will it be on it? Will there be extra music? When can I order? What about a tour? Yes, you have your questions, and we already have some answers. Just like previous pre-orders, we have set up a page on our website to answer all these. Blah, 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 blah. What we can tell you, though, is that we expect the album to be ready sometime between July and September 2008, but are not setting a firm release date as with previous pre-orders, with an extensive tour to follow starting in September 2008, blah, blah. You are able to pre-order the album now, and each pre-order for the Deluxe Campaign Edition will enter you into a variety of prize draws, including soundcheck, front row passes to the Snowwhere Else Tour, a visit to the Racket Club studio. Well, some of us got that already. Not anymore, though. Blacklisted. Um, Gift vouchers, meet and greets, more soundcheck front row passes to the Album 15 tour, and the star prize, an all-expenses-paid trip to the Meridian Weekend 2009. Whoa. That's a grand prize. Yeah. Um, Why do we want your money so far in advance? Many of you may be aware that the writing sessions for somewhere else were prolific, but there came a point where we had to decide which ideas to follow through for the album and which to put to one side to develop to their full potential later on. Even though we do have several songs on the shelf which are close to completion, we've also recently hit something of a creative streak and have a lot of exciting new ideas that we're developing. And these inevitably entail a few months locked away in the studio. Once ready, we need to let people know about the album and the tour with advertising, posters, interviews 
And of course, we have the small task of manufacturing 100,000 albums too, they said optimistically. By being part of the Album 15 pre-order, you will once again be acting as our global family record company by contributing to the recording, manufacture and marketing without without us having to resort to the inevitable headaches which happen when you get into bed with blokes in suits, hello. Frankly, we'd rather make this album with you. We did it before and it felt good. It also inspired a few other tasty bands (laughs) to a better way of life too. So there you go, your pre-order is back. Um, As we said earlier... Things are going really well in the studio and there's much much excitement here over the music we're making. So we better get on with it. There you go. That was really well written. Congratulations to whoever wrote that. That's very a joy to listen to. Was it? Yeah. Well, okay, never has a basically a press release ever oh, received well, such wrote a that did a really good job. Certainly not my press release for someone else to receive that reaction. <laughs> Was that a press release? Or I thought that was that an email the e- to email. the I mean, it's probably Lucy that fans. that. Or, oh, yeah. she's a good writer. Well, now, are you trying to get an invite to the racket club? <laughs> Maybe. You're trying to get a tour? I'm trying to get an invite for you. You said genuinely what you were doing then? <laughs> no, no, I was being genuine. <laughs> really... No, okay. I was being genuine. I thought that's really well written. Okay. So that's where we're at. We knew it was coming. Um, and we will delve into that a bit more once we've got our 100th episode out of the way. What's going to be in the 100th episode? Well... 100 coins. 100... What? Okay. Knowledge. Thank you thank you for that non-sequitur, which completely threw me off my, my train of thought. Thank you. Anytime. <laughs> you want to say 100 other things? Do you want to say some other things that you can have 100 of? 100 nights. Well done. Ha-ha. A, fun, a funny Ha-ha. game. See? See what I did there? Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, we know what we're hoping will be in our 100th episode, but we're not announcing it until it's in the bag. If that doesn't come to pass, well, maybe Lucy will come to our rescue, um, or maybe we'll just do something else. If you would like to write to us for our 100th episode, you know, on the subject of Beampod, you can to Beampod at Gmail. Is that right? Dot yeah. com. Beampod yeah. at gmail.com. Links in the description. Along with links to my new album. Now I'm an officially a prog artist. Yeah. I'm a prog artist. You if are. You'd, if you'd like to review my album, please do. But don't review it if you're going to give it a bad review because, you know, I'm only an amateur and that's not fair, is it? If you're just going to slag it off. <laughs> doing it for fun. It's not very nice if you just say it's shit. <laughs> don't do that. It's like, like our mate Shogs, he said, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what I think about this tomorrow. Nothing. <laughs> Anthony liked it, though. Pedanti likes it. I like it. So does Katie Rutham, who um, she bought it very kindly. Our oh, patron. nice. Thanks, Katie. Hey, our patron, www.patreon.com slash Mr. Biff, if you like uh, bonus episodes and things. We're about to record a bonus episode right now. That's exciting. We? Do you know what the topic's going to be? Nope. It's a bit like our 100th episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just like our life in general. Yeah, a bit like our life. Right, that's it. Okay, sorry this episode was late, um, but we were just hanging on to hear about some things last week, which we didn't hear about. Were we? No, I'm blaming it on H not getting. It. I'm just, I'm just using that as an excuse. Oh, okay. Just, we just didn't. We just ran out of time. We oh. didn't. Well, we didn't have any ideas, did we? And the idea we did come up with was this episode, which I don't think has really worked. I don't think it has worked either. Yeah, shit. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.